Hello everyone, this is Mikey Garcia. Yo, it's your boy, the odd guy himself, Malik King Scott. Hi, I'm Charlie Edwards. This is Fast Eddie Chambers, and you're listening to the Box Hard Podcast with my main man, Joey Coastman. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the eighth episode of the Box Hard Podcast. I'm your host, Joey Coastman. I'm joined again by Mr. Ayaz Sumra. Ayaz, how are you doing? I'm good, Joey. How are you? Very good. Very good. Um, before we get into today's show, I just want to give a shout out to one of our biggest loyalist podcast listeners. Yeah. Um, a big shout out to my good friend Aaron, and I know he's going to be listening to this on the way to work, so um, big shout out to him. If anybody else wants a shout out, you know where to go, just follow us, send us a tweet, send us a DM, whatever, at Podcast on Twitter. Uh, moving on, I'm going to get straight into the first part of the show. This show is called Review and Preview. The first part of the show, we review the fights from last week. Uh, the second part of the show, we preview the fights coming up this week. So I'm going to get into the review part. We're going to start on the Wednesday. There was a card in Russia. Um, Povetkin, he faced uh, Marius Wack. This was a really tough fight, Ayaz, wasn't it? A lot of people wasn't giving Wack a chance, but it was always going to be a tough fight. It was a very tough fight for Wack, but obviously Povetkin won. Now there's rumours that Povetkin could fight Deontay Wilder in his next fight for the WBC belt. Yeah, I'm dying to see that fight. Um... It was a good. It was a good fight. I mean, he, he pretty much won every single round. I mean, he it was a TKO victory for Povetkin in the final round, round twelve, and um, that's the second loss on Wax's career. But again, doesn't necessarily mean his career stops, does it? I ask. Do you know I mean, he's only got two losses: one to Vladimir Klitschko, one to Povetkin. There's no real shame in that. You know what I mean? They're both Olympic gold medalists, both top boys in the heavyweight division. Yes, it is. Obviously, like if you, you know, it's with fighters, you you come back, you lose, you come back again, and you win. That's what every fighter does. And obviously, Marcus uh, Wack, in my opinion, will come back fight, uh, uh, better again. And um, how do you see is how do you see uh, Povetkin um, if he did if he did go into the fight with with Wilder? How do you actually see that playing out? In my opinion, I reckon it's a 50-50 fight, and this, in my opinion, will be a big test for Wilder. Obviously, his fight to Paris, um, who was Bermain Stavern, but I reckon this is probably the biggest step up for Wilder, in my opinion, because obviously, uh, Povetkin is a very strong fighter. Yeah, yeah, no, he is, and he punches hard. He's he's a good all-round fighter. He's got he's got a lot of skills. A lot of people, I think, I think there's a mixture, a mixture of um, opinions when it comes to Povetkin. A lot of people think he's overrated, and then a lot of people think he's underrated. So it's like. I think he's bang in the middle. I don't think he's too overrated or too underrated, but we'll see anyway. Um, we'll see. Moving over to Saturday night now. There was a card in Germany, just one fight that we forgot to mention last week. I just want to throw it out there. Uh, Firat Arslan, he picked up his 36th professional win with a two-round TK. Uh, sorry, two-round KO over Pata Adushavili. Um, a bit of a journeyman, to be honest, but good win for Arslan. Didn't think he was even going to fight again, to be totally honest, after the uh, the clash with Marco Huck. Okay, moving over to Ireland. There was a card over there. Jamie Cox. I don't know if you saw this fight, Ayaz, but Jamie Cox absolutely did a demolition job. He fought a guy called Ferenc Albert. But, um, I mean, I don't know much about, about Albert. But Jamie Cox, who's a massive prospect, you know, Frank Warren can't stop talking about him. They really think he's going to be, you know, go on to big things. 
and he's picked up his 20th win now, so he's 20 and 0. And I swear to God, watching him, he just demolished him, and it was a real brutal knockout. And he knocked him down twice, if I remember correctly. The second one was just oh god, this man's a real, you know, believe the hype. This man's a real, real demolition. Um, you know, real, real prospect. I want to see what he can do. I want to see him move into some big fights. Again, he is now the European super middleweight champion. We've got a big crop of boys from the UK, haven't we, Ayers? Do you know what I mean? From Britain, should I say. We've got Jamie Cox. We've got all these boys coming up. Jamie Cox, Callum Smith. We're going to go on to his fight later. Rocky Fielding, George Groves. Um, you know, James DeGale, Carl Froch is basically retired, but we just don't know if he can be tempted into another fight. And that's just, that's just the ones off the top of my head. We've got a real... We could really do like a Super 6 in Britain. It'd be absolutely fantastic, guys. What do you reckon? That, in my opinion, would be perfect. Be, obviously, we've got Callum Smith, James DeGale, Martin Murray, we can beat Arthur Abraham, and obviously Carl Frotch with potential if he comes back to that fight. Yeah, my apologies for leaving out Martin Murray there. Uh, moving down the card, also Jamie Kavanagh moved to 20-1. and one. He picked up his 20th win with a TKO victory over Oscar Fico. Um, I think he may have underestimated Oscar Fico because Jamie Kavanagh didn't look too impressive throughout most of the fight until he got the TKO win, to be honest. There was a few rounds he won quite, quite clearly, but the beginning of the fight, he was getting hit way too often, to be honest. But uh, we, we moved down that card. There was a bit of a grudge match. Peter McDonough against Dean Byrne. And that was for the vacant Irish welterweight title. Peter McDonough picked up the win on points after 10 rounds. Jamie Conlon moved to 15-0. and 0. He fought Adrian Dimas Gorzon. Uh, Jamie Conlon won with a TKO in the fourth round. Ian Timms, he got a win against Michael Sweeney. That was on points in the cruiserweight division. Although Timms was down in the fourth round, he went on to win. Um... Sean Turner, big sexy Sean Turner, he was also out. He moved to 7-0 with a first round TKO over Gabor Farkas. And also Vijenda Singh, um, the big star, the big Bollywood star turned boxer, ex-policeman, ex-actor. Um, he has now moved to 2-0. He was also on the bill, one of the early fights. He fought Dean Gillen, who was 2-0 himself, unbeaten. And uh, Vijenda Singh... He will be looking for his third outing, I think, just before the end of the year. I think that's it for the Irish card. Um, yeah, I think that is it for the Irish card. So we'll now move over to Monaco. There was a fight in Monaco that we mentioned last week. Provodnikov, he fought Jesus Alvarez Rodriguez. And he was unbeaten, Mr. Rodriguez. He was unbeaten. Provodnikov, 24-4. and and um, Provodnikov got a TKO in the fourth round. I must admit, I haven't seen this fight at all. I'm not sure if you caught it either, Ayaz. No, I haven't caught it, but I know the fact that he's won. And he with his new trainer, Joel Diaz. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, again, we'll see what his future holds. I don't know much about his opponent, although he was unbeaten. But it's nice to see Provodnikov with another win. You know, he's a good fighter. Um, moving over to the big show in the Echo Arena, Liverpool which is a fantastic venue for boxing, I may add. Um, Callum Smith, Rocky Fielding. I don't think there's anywhere we can start um, apart from this fight on this particular bill. Um, Callum Smith, I just, uh, it's, I'm speechless. I mean, what do you think about that fight, Ayers? Wow, what a fight he was. Did he knock him down three times, is that correct? Um, yeah, three times he was down in the first round, yep. Mm -hmm. 
And Callum Smith, his power in his punching, oh my God. I thought, like, you know what? I thought this fight would be a knockout, but I didn't think that Callum Smith would take him out in the first round, in my opinion. No, I didn't either, to be totally fair. I did say last week that I thought if it was going to end with a knockout, I thought Callum Smith would get that knockout. But I also thought that if it went to points, that Rocky Fielding would be in for a shout. Um, he didn't really get enough you know, enough time, to be totally honest. I don't know if he was caught cold. I don't want to throw that out there and say that that could have been part of it. I'm not trying to knock um, Callum Smith's effort because I think Callum Smith was absolutely tremendous. And he just crushed him, to be to be totally honest. Um, Rocky Fielding now 21-1. and one, So Callum Smith has given him his first professional loss on his career. Callum Smith now moves to 18-0. and 0. And Callum Smith, the new British super middleweight title holder, um, it would be nice to see him fight someone like George Groves, wouldn't it, um, Ayaz? Yes, uh, a fight would, uh, would be very good. It would be um, either George Groves, Martin Murray and James Digger. And one other thing to add on to your point, he's now the fourth brother from the Smith to win the British belt. That's absolutely right. I should have brought that up. Yeah, um, they've all held the British title. Yeah, Callum, uh, Stephen, uh, Liam. Liam. Liam and Paul. Yeah, and Paul. Yeah, again, you know, it's even hard to remember all their names. There's just so many of them, but they've all managed to do that. That's amazing. Think how proud that their parents must be. Um, yeah, so that's fantastic news for the Smith family. Um, how do you see that fight going? Just moving back to the potential fight that Callum Smith could fight George Groves. How do you see that going? I know that um, Johnny Nelson has been airing his opinion on Twitter about it. He reckons that Callum Smith will win that easily. I don't really think it's fair to say that because I remember the biggest fight he's had was the Rocky Fielding fight and you can't say, I mean no disrespect to Rocky Fielding but you can't put him in there with someone like George Groves, you know, George Groves has fought for the world title three times, you know, Rocky Fielding, he's got he's got a nice record, 21-0, but he hasn't really fought anyone on the world level, for a couple of fringe level type of opposition. But he hasn't fought anyone who's been in like the top 10, top 15, has he? Do you know what I mean? So, how do you see that fight going? <laughs> um, in my opinion, George Groves wins. But there's rumours that by next year, that Callum Smith could face Badu Jack for the WBC. And who do you back in that fight? Ooh, that's a very tough one because Badu Jack obviously beating George Groves. But with Callum Smith, he hasn't really got, he hasn't fought a big name boxer yet. So it, it depends where the fight is. If it's in America, like I said, um, Badu Jack will probably win. But if it's in UK, Callum Smith wins the fight. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I'm a big fan of Groves. I'll be honest. I'm a big, big fan of George Groves. However, it's hard. You know, it's hard. I mean, we need to see more of of Callum Smith to, to, to accurately predict what he's going to do. But if they did fight... I mean, everything's kind of with Callum Smith, isn't it? You know what I mean? The height. Callum Smith's six foot three. He's a massive super he's a massive super middleweight. Big reach. Good jab. Oh my god, when he throws a shot to the body, it's just you can you can almost feel it even though you're watching it on TV. Um, you know, you'd have to say he's got more power than George Groves. I mean, I know George Groves is a big banger. He can really punch, but Callum Smith, you know what I mean? He, I'm not sure. I, I could say he's probably got a bit more power than George Groves, to be honest. Especially now. Now that George Groves has left um, Adam Booth and he was with Paddy Fitzpatrick and now I'm not sure what he's doing. But 
ever since he left Adam Booth, the power kind of left him. We didn't really see any knockouts. Do you know what I mean? It'll be very interesting. But anyway, moving on. Moving down that bill, Scotty Cardle faced Sean Masha Dodd. Now, this was a very, very hard fight for Scott Cardle. He did not make it easy for himself. He went in there thinking he was going to walk over Sean Dodd. But Sean Dodd made it super hard for him. And he was actually, I believe, winning on two or three of the judges' scorecards at the time of the stoppage. Uh, Sean Dodd was stopped. Scott Cardle picked up the TKO victory in the 12th round. Um, yeah, Cardle was cut above both. both sorry. Cardle was cut above both of his eyes and on the forehead and on the side of the head. Um, Dodd was cut on the left eye. This was a really cracking fight. All the crowd got behind Dodd and it was just, it was really good. It was really, really good. If you haven't seen it, you need to try and watch that one. Also on the card um, for the vacant WBO international lightweight title, Ricky Burns fought Josh King. Ricky Burns picked up a KO in the 11th round. Um... You know, it's a bit hard when you've got Box Nation on live and you've got Sky Sports uh, Sky Sports 1 on live and you're flicking between them both and you can't really watch them at the same time. I'm one of those people who's a bit annoyed about that, you know. When you've got both channels, you pay for both channels and they're both on at the same time, which means you're paying for them both, but you can only watch one. It's a bit annoying. You know, it's a bit annoying. It's, it'd be nice if they did something to... I know they're big rivals and they're never going to work together, but it'd be nice if, if something could be worked out because it's annoying. I mean, I missed the, the Ricky Burns fight because I was watching... I'm not sure which fight, but I was watching a fight on Sky. Um, Tom Doran was also on the bill. He moved to 16-0. and 0. He fought Rod Smith, who was also unbeaten. Um, Tom Doran picked up a third round KO. O'Hara Davies, matchroom prospect, he was also on the bill. His opponent retired in the second round, so O'Hara Davies moves to 9-0. and um, His opponent, uh, Chris Truman, he was also down in the first round and in the second round. Jake Ball, he moves to 3-0. and His opponent um, retired also, so he moves now to 3-0. and Jake Ball, prospect for the future, of course. Also, moving over to... Um, Miami, Florida, there was a little mention that we need to give to Breedis Prescott. He picked up his 29th professional win. Um, he beat Lacerda, and he's moved to yeah 29-7 and seven now, Breedis Prescott. Um, a big banger, big, big banger from Cuba. Um, he's now, yeah, he picked up that win via unanimous decision. It was only an eight-rounder. Um, Tim Bradley, now, we, sorry, we'll move over to the Thomas and Mack Center, Las Vegas, Nevada. Timothy Bradley, Brandon Rios, talk to me, Ayaz. What a fight that was. Obviously, everyone knew the favorite to win this fight was Timothy Bradley. Brandon Rios, in my opinion, obviously, he's just retired now after losing this fight. But uh, we're going to miss Brandon Rios in the, uh, in the, uh, for not fighting no more. Well, what a punch that Brandon, uh, Timothy Bradley actually did. Yeah, oh, the, my God. Yeah, the body shot. Um, yeah, I think that Brandon Rios... What do you think about him retiring? We'll go back to the fight in a sec, but what do you reckon about him retiring? Do you reckon he should have? Do you reckon it was his time to retire, or was it a bit too early for you? Um, this is the thing, because obviously he's been in some slug wars, hasn't he? With Alvarado... Pacquiao, he's been in the other fights as well. But in my opinion, I reckon he should have had one more fight with him. Well, yeah, one I mean, I think he's got it in him, but I just think the hunger's left him. I don't think he's got that burning desire he once possessed. Um, 
you know, he's over the hill, there's no question about it. And he has got a lot of miles on his clock. I mean, I know you said he's been in wars and all that, but, um, I mean, the Pacquiao fight wasn't really a war, he just took an absolute beating. One fight I would like to have seen was Brandon Rios against Provodnikov. That would yes, have been a proper war. That would have been a brilliant, that would have been a war. That would have just been war. You know, like there's some fights and people go, oh, it's going to be a proper war, and it's not. That fight couldn't have gone any other way. It would have just been an absolute war. It would have been. They could have just called it World War Three, and it would have lived up to that name. Um, what did you think of some of the stuff that Teddy Atlas was saying to Tim Bradley in the corner? I had? What was this? I literally can't remember what he was actually saying because I was so atten- uh, so paying attention just to the fight. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, I remember because you got a little shout out on Box Nation yourself. I saw that you cheeky git. What well, did I? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Steve Bunce gave you a shout out. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know. Yeah, but um, do you think Tim Bradley's going to be good under under um, you know, working with with uh, Teddy Atlas? How do you reckon they'll work? Oh, they will gel together properly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, Tim Bradley. I know that Teddy Atlas, he now wants... He's been calling out um, Floyd Mayweather. He wants the Mayweather fight for Tim Bradley. How do you reckon that one will go? Mayweather beats him. That's all I can say. Mayweather is... He's the all-round best fighter in our generation at the Ooh, moment. Ooh, you nearly said in history. I would have had to get you straight off this show if you said that. <laughs> uh, in our generation, Mayweather's the best fighter. Can't really argue with that, to be honest. Moving down that bill, um, Lomachenko, he also got out. He fought Romelu Koasi... Oh, I don't know how to say that name. Romelu Koasicha. Um, Lomachenko picked up his fifth win, just put it like that. It was a KO in the 10th round, and he also put his WBO uh, World Featherweight title on the line, of course. Um, that was really it for... For, uh, for 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 the review part of the show, was there anything you wanted to add on that, Ayaz? Lomachenko, looking at his performance, my word, he's one heck of a fighter. Well, one fight I would like to see with him is against Rigandau. Yeah, yeah, we mentioned that on the last show. It would be a cracking contest. Um, just don't think it's ever going to happen, but we'll see. Okay, and that's it for part one. We'll see you in part two. Okay, it's now part two of the show. This part's the preview part. So we're going to preview the fights coming up this week. Uh, there's a card on Wednesday. Anthony Mundine, he fights Charles Hatley. Um, Mundine looks to move to 48-6. and six. Uh, That's obviously in Australia where he is from. There's also a card this week. Edwin Rodriguez, he fights Michael Seals. Edwin Rodriguez, record 27-1. and one. That one loss was to Andre Ward, if people remember correctly. If I can remember correctly, should I say. Um, he fights Michael Seals. Michael Seals, 19-0, and 0, unbeaten. Um, that's in Mississippi. Also, Guillermo Jones, he fights this week. He fights Daniel Cotter. Yeah, that's a 10-rounder. That's in the heavyweight division. Also, there's a couple of other cards. They're just scattered everywhere, to be honest. Um, in Spain, Kiko Martinez... He gets out again. He's only in an eight-rounder. He looks to move to 34 and six. Um, he's fighting Everf Briseno. Briseno 35 and 12. He's just a bit of a journeyman by the looks of things. Also, there's a little card in Bristol. Well, there's not a little card in Bristol. It's pretty big. Um, Nick Blackwell. He tops the bill. He fights Jack Arnfield. Nick Blackwell now 18 and three. 
Jack Arnfield, 19 and 1. It's for the um, the British middleweight title. It should be quite a good fight. It's a 12 rounder, of course. Um, also on that bill, Andrew Selby. He looks to move to 2 and 0. Oh, his second professional contest. His opponent hasn't been announced yet. Also looking to move to 17-0, heavyweight prospect Huey Fury, he's also on the bill. Uh, Tyson Fury's brother, Young Fury, Young King Fury, he's also on the bill. He looks to get his sixth win. So if anybody, I'm not sure if that's being televised, that card there, but if anybody's local to Bristol, you should try and get down there. I think there's a few tickets left. Also in... Uh, the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino Las Vegas. There is a fight over there. Uh, Bermain Stavern, he fights Derek Rossi. Bermain Stavern 24 and 2 with the one draw. Derek Rossi 30 and 10. This should be quite an easy win for Bermain Stavern. Not just going by the records, but we know he's a class act. I think it's a record for the shortest ever preview we've done on this show. There's no other fights. It's a bit of a. Um, you know, a bit of an anti-climax this week. But um, we're getting ever closer to Christmas. A lot of fighters don't like fighting around Christmas. Is there anything else you wanted to mention at all, Ayaz? Or should we just sign out with a show? No, but next week there's another big cut in America. The Canelo fight, mega fight. Of course, of course. We'll leave it till next week. Okay, I think that concludes the eighth episode of the Box Hard podcast. Eight weeks now. It's absolutely flying. Thank you, everybody, for retweeting, subscribing, listening, following, sending your messages through. We salute you. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. Please come back next week. Take good care.